Hey folks, good morning. You are listening to the Legal Gospel with Kushag Rikol and Rishta Tiwari. I hope you all are safe and sound in these times. The news we have for you from the Supreme Court this morning are asserting that it is our judgment and that with all humanity we cannot leave it like this. Chief Justice S.A. Bobde raised a question of law which he remarked is apparently unaddressed by the five-judge bench decision on Section 24 of the 2013 Land Acquisition Act delivered on March 6th. The Constitution bench judgment creates confusion, leaving some things unsaid. Where there is a property which is acquired but the government has neither taken possession nor paid for the compensation, then the acquisition will lapse, correct? But if the possession is taken but the compensation is not paid, then the acquisition doesn't lapse, asked the Chief Justice. The Supreme Court issued notice today to the NGO Suras India Trust for not having deposited the cost of 25 lakh in view of the observations made in its order dated May 1, 2017. Justices S.K. Kaul and Rishikesh Roy also required the disclosure of movable and immovable assets of the original petitioner so that the cost can be recovered. For wasting judicial time, the Supreme Court had in May 2017 imposed an exemplary cost of Rs. 25 lakh on NGO Suras India trust for filling 64 cases in various high courts and also in apex court a three judge bench led, led by justice a three judge bench led by chief justice of india js khair had also restrained the trust and its chairman rajiv dahia from filing any case including pil in any court the circumstances not put to an accused under section 313 of code of criminal procedure cannot be used against him and must be excluded from consideration the supreme court has observed While equating a rape accused, the bench headed by Justice R F Nariman re-emphasized the importance of putting all relevant questions to an accused under Section 313 of Code of Criminal Procedure. Accused was convicted by the trial court for raping a woman on the pretext of marriage. The high court while dismissing the appeal opined that the letters written by the accused to the prosecutrix, their photographs together and the statements of the accused recorded under Section 313 of CRPC were sufficient to sustain the conviction. The Supreme Court on Tuesday directed state governments to provide dry rations for identified sex workers by National AIDS Control Organization and state governments sans insistence of identity proof. A bench comprising of Justices L Nageshwar Rao and Ajay Astogi further directed the state governments to file an affidavit stipulating the implementation of instant order for directions along with relevant particulars and the number of sex workers who were benefited thereon within 4 weeks. Further to this, the court asked the union government to inform in 4 weeks whether it can extend financial assistance given to transgenders during pandemic to sex workers also. There cannot be any inherent right to compassionate appointment the Supreme Court has reiterated in a judgment delivered. In the said case, the three judge bench headed by Justice Sanjay Kishan Kaul observed that the compassionate appointments has to be in terms of applicable policy as existing on the date of demise unless a subsequent policy is made applicable retrospectively the news from the high court of the country is as follows the allahabad high court expressed displeasure at the fact that not only the police authorities had failed to effectively enforce social distancing and wearing of masks but they themselves are seen roaming about without masks In our country to begin with we very successfully locked down the countries for good 3 months while the lockdown was imposed we found that police was very effective 
Today, when social distancing and wearing of masks had to be done in letter and spirit, we find that strict enforcement is missing. Quite often, it has been seen that even police personnel outside their police stations are not wearing masks. The bench of Justices Siddharth Varma and Ajit Kumar observed. The remarks were made while hearing the Suomoto PIL registered by High Court to address COVID-19 related issues. Now we move on to the capital state for some more legal updates. The Delhi High Court has directed the Delhi University to set timelines to provide paper-based degree certificates and mark sheets to both the students who will be graduating this year and those who had graduated in the previous years. In the said matter, the single bench judge of Pratibha M. Singh has further directed the university to devise a mechanism for issuance of online transcripts in respect of those students who need the same urgently and the same be set out in the affidavit. Delhi High Court has imposed heavy costs of 50,000 on a petitioner seeking financial assistance of 70,000 from the central government for implementing his project on clean environment. While dismissing his PIL, the division bench of Chief Justice T.N. Patel and Justice Pratik Jalan highlighted that the petition is full of absurdities and noticed that the filing of such type of litigation is, to say the least, a complete waste of judicial resources. The Punjab and Haryana High Court has restrained schools situated in area within its jurisdiction from charging transport fee from students. In view of the fact that the students are not going to school, the transport fee may not be charged. The bench of Justice Rajan Gupta and Justice Karamjeet Singh ordered that the division bench was hearing an appeal against a July order of a single judge wherein directions were given in relation of charging fee from the students in COVID-19 situation. The Karnataka High Court struck down the 25% domicile reservation at the National Law School of India University for students of Karnataka introduced by the state government on April 27. A bench of Justice B.V. Nagarathna and Justice Ravi V. Hosmani pronounced the order and said that the amendment is ultra-wise to the Act. The state government has no state and has no direct say in the functioning of the law school. It is an autonomous institute and not aided by the state government. The bench said that the executive council of university has powers to introduce reservation and if we allow this thing, that is state reservation, to be done virtually there, it will be two centers of control, one with executive council, another by state, which will be an unhealthy trend. The court has observed that, by imbunt amendment, what is sought to be created is a state quota which is not permissible. Now we move on for some more legal updates. The central government notified the Foreign Contribution Amendment Act 2020 to regulate the acceptance and utilization of foreign contributions by individual, association and companies. Further, it prohibits the transfer of foreign contributions to any other person, be it an individual, association or a registered company. Thus, sub-granting of foreign funds has been prohibited. The Government of India has freezed all the bank accounts of Amnesty International India on allegations of money laundering and suspected violations of Foreign Contribution Regulation Act. Consequently, the human rights organization has been forced to suspend its operation and let go of its staff in India. However, the organization has completely denied all the allegations and has termed the move as tactic, tactic to silent dissent. A special NIA court at Arnakulam convicted ISIS terrorist Subhani Haja Mohideen and sentenced him to life imprisonment in connection with the ISIS Omar Halindi module case. 
Mohedin, a 35-year-old resident of Tirunelveli district in Tamil Nadu, was arrested by the NIA in October 2016, subsequent to its seizure of incriminating material from his residence, including material indicating his links with the proscribed terrorist organization ISIS. The act of the convict is a blot to the cultural conscience of the state. It is also a blow to its pride as one of the most progressive societies in the nation. It is a painful realization that the youthful people are indoctrinated by such extremist ideologies and that they even prepare to renounce the eternal tie with their mother country, seemingly on the visual thought that they could embrace their own paradise in that attempt, said Special Judge P. Krishna Kumar in his judgment. The verdict in the 1992 Babri Masjid demolition case is said to be pronounced today by a special CBI court at Lucknow. Special Judge Mr. Surendra Kumar Yadav shall pronounce the judgment in presence of 32 accused persons, including prominent BJP leaders L.K. Advani, Kalyan Singh, Uma Bharti and Murli Manohar Joshi, etc. Now let me interest you with the historical event of the day. On September 29, 1954, 12 European nations signed a convention creating a European organization for nuclear research. The laboratory was later constructed in Geneva, Switzerland. Thank you so much for tuning in. May you have a great day ahead.